Hello, midlifers. Lee here. I want to start today's episode with a content warning. Simon and I discuss at length the topic of suicide. If you feel like this might be a bit too much for you, maybe give today a miss. I'll be back at the end of the episode with some links to support agencies. I'm good. I'm good, actually. Thank you very much for asking. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've had a, uh, I've had a strange week. Yeah. Do you want to switch the camera off so you can talk about it? <laughs> I can't talk about it without... Uh... Um, are we just going to go into this? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Let's try. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Um, so... Tuesday night. This is uh, so. This is uh, by the time this goes to where that would be. That would be just more than a week ago. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night at eleven thirty p.m. I, I, um, I guess you'd say I attended. No, I watched a funeral. Okay. In New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it was the funeral of my cousin. Oh, he is the um, son, the eldest son of my mother's brother. And uh, it was pretty difficult. It was pretty shocking because he uh, took his own life um, uh, Wednesday before last. So again, when this goes to, when this gets published or released, it'll be two weeks. And uh, yeah, and uh, I guess I was... um, it was so shocking. It was, um, uh, and then something happened in the in the funeral, and there was something weird about it as well because there were many people there that were also at my mother's funeral, and so it was like I was being a little bit like, oh wow, the last time I saw you, you were sitting at a different funeral. Mm. Of course, all things had gone on in their lives in between then and and now, and um, and it occurred to me that, you know. We hadn't seen each other for a long time. We had a really good conversation at my mother's funeral uh, at the after the thing. But I had no idea that um, he suffered from depression. And his wife said something um, at the funeral, which I just thought was just extraordinarily brave, really. But she just said, um, don't be angry at him. And to know that he fought this depression profoundly and that, uh, in, in some respect, the depression won this time, you might say. But she then said, uh, please talk, meaning if this is going on for you, please find ways to talk. And um, yeah, it really hit me. And there are two other parts to the story, which are, uh, one of which I don't think you will know, and that is... When my um, father was dying, 
his his uh, eldest brother came to visit. His name was Tom. And he um, told us all that their mother had suicided. So my father's mother. And this was news to our family. And dad was very sick. And he said he, could, he, 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 he wasn't talking so well at this stage. And he just said he couldn't. He could never talk about it. He, he, he told mum years after they were married. And he said just the shame and the guilt. He felt guilty. She, she died when he was a 15-year-old and that he felt guilt. And so, yeah, I, uh, and then there's the other part, which is this, the, just, the, just the most um, terrible part of it, which is um, my um, um, cousin's younger brother. He um, suicided uh, perhaps 25, 26 years ago. So his brother also took his own life. And uh, this is not easy. Uh, you know, I, of course, I, I, you know, I feel tremendous, uh, tremendous sadness and and shock, but also it's just something I don't have any uh, skill at talking about. And I just thought it seemed like, um, you know, I wonder what it would be like for us to try and um, not understand, but to at least have some conversation about depression and and. And I guess more or less suicide, but I, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, in about a thousand different ways, I feel ill-equipped to have this conversation. Same. Um, but I suppose the the first thing that occurred to me as as you were telling the story. Um, so I suppose is this your is this your way of trying to honour your cousin and his wife? Um, wow, I don't even know. <sighs> Fuck, I have no idea about that. Um, I think there's something about this the the sort of where's the line between respecting the privacy of uh, a family uh, and the enormity or the gravity of the silence that surrounds something like this he was a he was a, <laughs> he was pretty extraordinary um very funny um very very sharp um 50 he was 50 years old 3 years younger than i was um and um, just yeah, his his way with people, and um, his also kind of a, a knack for for um, for what's it, I'll say entrepreneurial kind of endeavor, um, which I never. I mean, I remember playing him at um, Monopoly when we were very young, and his. Uh, <laughs> I remember just thinking, wow, how could someone get so good at the game which I thought was a game of chance? <laughs> <laughs> I always just thought it was luck, right? And um yeah. and uh so I don't know what I don't know I don't know how to answer that question. You know, there's no question for me that I mean I thought how brave she was and it was quite extraordinary because I think she has a tendency towards nosebleeds. Like I think nosebleeds are a thing for her, and so she she yeah. started having this extraordinary nosebleed, and she was flanked by the three children, and um, they just kept 
adding tissues to her face. It was um, it was really beautiful and um, kind of uh, extraordinary because she was uh, maybe it was a perfect distraction for her, but she was her composure and um, the kind of um, the heart and uh, substance of um, what she was saying was was just remarkable. I just I was so affected and and um, kind of. Uh, overwhelmed by it. Um, uh, that's what I heard. I heard her calling in a way, uh, a calling to say, "This God, people have to talk about this," which which kind of pierces that kind of that that silence, that 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 veil of silence that your your dad carried with him, which was so deeply connected to the idea of shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think I think talking about suicide is is so deeply complicated because of the narratives that we have around it culturally Mm. and quite apart from those very lazy things that come up when people say oh how could such and such a person be so selfish yeah yeah really that really makes me angry yeah yeah so i'll i'll leave that for a second and, and just think about the anxiety that emerges around conversations about suicide because of that the 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 verter effect what did you call it um verter effect so so in the 1700s um a a relatively unknown writer by the name of goethe wrote uh a novel called um this the sorrows of young verter and and it's it's a romance effectively i think and then at the end he he the verter the ca- the character commits suicide, um, and oh, sorry, died by suicide. Yes. Come back to yes. the complexity of the language. Um, oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I really, I really appreciate the importance of saying "died by suicide" or "took their own life" as opposed to using the word "commit." But I think we can, we will probably come back to that in relationship to shame. But just to finish off this. This thing. So, um, after Goethe published this story, there was um, there was a, a, a sort of a spate of copycat suicides, um, and that is something mm. that that anxiety around if you talk about it or if you you effectively seed the idea of suicide into people's mm. heads, and then it makes it easier for them to take their own life because there is a model. Mm. Um, I think not very long ago there were critiques of the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why for a similar reason that it's uh, which is a, a, a it's the story of a young girl um teenage girl who takes her own life and leaves a series of audio cassettes. Oh yes, I had I um, had never watched it but I had yeah. And the critique of that particular show is that effectively she uses suicide as revenge. Mm. So she takes her own life in order to enact revenge on people who were cruel to her. Mm. Um, there was a lot of anxiety well, about yeah. the, 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 the scene where she takes her own life. It offers a model of how to do it. Yeah, And I, I found that quite interesting because it was actually a deeply distressing watch because of how painful it was Mm. it wasn't she gently slipped into something it was it was brutal and 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 painful Mm. i thought it was an excellent performance from a um an australian actor catherine something i can't remember her name it will be in the show notes but um just to say that i think there's 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 all of that kind of complexity about 
maybe we shouldn't talk about suicide because actually it puts the idea into people's heads and if we just don't talk about it, it just won't happen, which of course I suspect is nonsense. And so what is it that we, what is it that we talk about when we talk about this thing? Because I guess I, I guess one thing that comes to mind is certainly the the line between well it's one of those t- uh, extraordinary things about the line between thought and action mm-hmm. um, and I don't sometimes I think as I've got older I've started to recognise that that line is not as um, not as clear. Um, not as not as strong as I, I think once imagined it to be. Um, so what do you what do you mean by that? That it takes more to push the thought into action, or that there is a, a thinner line? I think between it's a thinner. I think it's a doing. thinner line okay. than I ever thought. Um, and you know, I guess this is you know, and I, the, manly. I guess the idea you might say of ideation, mm-hmm. um, and yet. I, yeah, I'm I'm so lost for words. Mm. It's hard to know what to talk about because you, there's there's sort of two ways into into the rest of this conversation. One is that we just we we jump into statistics, sure, and we start to talk about the fact that you know that that particularly in men, particularly in middle aged men, suicide rates are exponentially higher than they are in women. Yeah, it's three it's three to four times. So that's one way that we talk about we 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 come into the the topic and and the other way is is anecdotally where we talk about people that we know and then that that one feels both of these feel really odd because the the idea of talking about statistics feels cold and curiously um well, this is not a statistics podcast. No, we're not the not the right hosts for that, are we? No. Yeah, and also I think the other thing about that is I don't I'm not I'm not so interested in making this about me, you know, and I know that's no. that's odd given <laughs> given this podcast, right? But it's you know, it's not I'm not seeking something from you. I'm not No, I I'm really not. I'm I'm yeah. um uh yeah, that's that's an, that's that's for something outside of this um yeah. uh this um this conversation you know another time yeah. with different people yeah. or but yeah i um so yeah there's something about well even just even trying even just trying to well let's you know to try to talk about depression and it's and 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 or maybe it's just enough to struggle <laughs> <laughs> yeah So what what is it that you think what is it that you think stops a human being from I'm just going to say asking for help I don't know what other people I I I can only what answer that question stops you from asking yeah, I was going to say I will, I will I will answer explicitly from my own perspective rather than from trying to extrapolate or guess I won't ask for help because I don't want to be a burden Oh not because I think somebody will refuse, but because of how, and it's and the and it's not even that I feel that I will be emasculated or brought low in some way. It's just I don't want to be annoying. 
That's why I won't ask for help. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? And it doesn't make any sense, really, because... And I mean this in, like, really mundane things, like, will you help me move house? Help. Yeah? Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah, starting yeah, at, the, yeah. at the most basic. Yeah. Can, can you possibly help me move this weekend? Yeah. If somebody asks me that and I am free, I will say, yeah, of course I can. Because that, that, it's not going to be fun, fun, but it will be fun. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I don't think that I am a more generous or kind person than anybody else in the world. So if I don't find being asked for things a burden, why do I think that the person that I might ask somebody Would for something think that? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's almost a that's a like a a version of yourself which is um, to see yourself as less than another. Yeah, I guess so. That you're not as um, I don't know, I'm going to say worthy of help. Hmm, it's not quite right. Why? When? What has what has stopped you asking for help? I found that really. I'll answer, but I, I just found that really. I found that very difficult when you said, um, "I don't want to be a burden." I, 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 that really, really knocked me around. What stops me? I think it's. Um, I think it's pretty much a similar kind of thing, but also also a sense that I, I'm okay, or let's say I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Which of course is all fine until you're not. Yeah. Um, and so the you might say <laughs> the practice of asking for help, or the practice of being heard. Both sides asking for help. That is, when someone asks me for help, how is it that I respond to them? You know, and I, I guess I, 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 from the perspective of men. The, those two conditions of being seen to be needing help, to be help, uh, to be to be needing help, and being asked to help, they they seem like outliers in terms of the kinds of um, mechanisms and and patterns and sort of tropes of growing up that I experienced. They seem like they're right on the. They were not things that we talked about at all. You know, maybe in the context of schoolwork, you know, like a very dear friend, Mark, I used to say, could you help me with this chemistry? Because I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. He was really good at helping me with my chemistry. (laughs) Yeah. I think the way we socialize boys is not one of support quite often. Or it certainly wasn't from, that was mm, my experience of being socialized. There we go. Was not one Hmm. of being helped so there would be a sense of competition and I think we've talked about this that you have um kind of a physical adeptness that you you are you are useful physically you can do things with your body your body obeys um requests of it (laughs) that's a strange way of putting it yeah I know what you mean so if you give it a new you know if you give it a new job to do I remember when we went uh, water skiing together. 
and and I just remember the frustration that you experienced with it, yeah. like that you didn't immediately oh, take to it. I know, and you were quite, you were quite cross. Oh, yeah, it was so <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> um, I sadly don't have a video to share with everybody of that particular <laughs> water ski. But I can share a, a video of me water skiing, <laughs> if that's any use. <laughs> Is that with, uh, like with a little, uh, little short, short togs on and um, with, one, no. with one arm in the air and, and holding a flag between your teeth? Uh, no, because it was in England and so it was with a very thick wetsuit on. <laughs> Seven mil. You could actually, yeah. It was amazing you could actually put your arms in front of you, that's how thick Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, but, but seeing... <laughs> Seeing that moment, even though we were being, you know, we were, I seem to remember we were being schooled by multiple people on that boat. Yeah, just the, the driver and and, um, and Michael, I think, were... So Yeah, so Michael had taken us, but I'm trying to remember, was it Michael's um, father-in-law or was it Michael's father-in-law's friend I, who took us? I think it was the friend. I, th- I think it was, and he's a really, really... A really good water skier um, and also, I thought, a really quite a good teacher. Yeah. And it's possibly because I've, yeah, yeah, and I've been out with him a few times, um, and I'm just pausing to reflect on. I, I don't think I've ever sounded more middle class <laughs> in my life. I'm sure you have, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure that I have. So I was with my friend who has a boat in Sulcum, um, which is very, you know. Anyway, <laughs> it's oh wow, um, but even though there was a lot of help there. Um, I, no, not even though. There was a lot of help there. It felt relatively unusual in how I had been schooled in something physical. Because more often it's kind of like you either do it or you don't do it. Yeah, if right. you don't take to it, then you, that's, that's, yeah. that's on you somehow. Yeah. So I think that sense of certainly in my schooling, if there was something I wasn't good at, it was just somehow seen as a deficit. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think about it. Something was think, missing. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think now that I... At the, at, you know, <laughs> I think now that you end, can water ski. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite adept. Um, <laughs> but more, more thinking back on, on the things that I, I wasn't good at at school, I don't remember being taught particularly well. It was almost as if the people who were good floated to the top. Sure. It was like being sorted based on aptitude, yeah. wasn't it? In each class, so there's this, yeah, this, this is the sorting yeah. that's going on, and in this class, yeah. this sorting goes on. And yeah. yeah, I was good in English. I was bad in maths. Yeah. I was good in biology. I was bad in chemistry. Yeah. There were just some things that fit my brain and some things that didn't. But I don't really remember anybody trying to work with me. Now I'm, and I don't know that. As I say that out loud, I don't know that I am talking about something which is gendered at all. I think I'm just thinking about how we become acculturated in relationship to asking for help that we don't expect to receive it because either you're good at something or you're not good at something. Mm. And that, if we extrapolate... You're good at being human. Exactly. Either you can cope or you can't cope. Mm. And therefore, the not being able to cope becomes a flaw in your personality, mm. a deficit that, well, there's nothing you can do about that. You're just broken, which, of course, is so not true or fair. I think I'm thinking about the flip side, which is, well, say say if we're, we're able to go 
each of us, listeners, you and me, are able to go, I, I need help here. I need help with this situation. It's, uh, and the situation might be serious or it might be relatively mundane, but let's say that that's possible. And then I guess I'm also thinking about, which I just mentioned before, which is well, how is it that I hear being asked or perhaps even more saliently, how is it that I hear the trappings of a question or the beginnings of a question or the, the possibility that the question someone is wanting to ask for help but is not able to? How is it that I make myself available to that person or to those people? But yeah, I guess I, you know, I just uh, have uh, so many dear friends and, you know, all around the world, really. And, uh, and um, yeah, just, just if, if you're listening, just, uh, yeah, I, I'm here. <laughs> Hi again. Thanks for listening today. If you think that you or anyone you know might need some support, here are some possible links for you. In the UK, visit www.samaritans.org. In the US, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. In Australia, lifeline.org.au. And in New Zealand, lifeline.org.nz. If you're one of our listeners from somewhere else in the world, the World Health Organization have some good resources on supporting mental health. All of the links will be in the show notes. Take care. Talk soon.